Hi, hey, how are you today? You've tuned in to Healthy-ish, the podcast from Body and Soul, and I am your host, Felicity Harley. Now, you've probably heard of David Gillespie, or perhaps you've read his books. He was the author behind that famous sugar book, you know the one, Sweet Poison, and more recently, Taming Toxic People. Well, the former lawyer-turned-researcher has a new book out called Brain Reset, and it delves into how modern-day living is playing havoc or wreaking havoc with our dopamine levels, which in turn is fueling this epidemic of stress and mental illness. Now, you're going to hear more about the role of dopamine today. But in the meantime, we keep our healthy-ish episodes quite short. So if you want to hear today's full interview with David, and he goes deeper into why our environment is creating addictions in every one of us, what signs we should look out for and how to quit, search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your awesome pods. David, congratulations on your new book and thank you so much for taking time to chat to us on Healthy-ish. Now, in your book, you talk about the role of dopamine and it's actually quite, I found it fascinating picking apart this neurotransmitter and, and the importance of it in our mental health. So can you just give us a bit of a 101 and remind us what is dopamine and why is it fundamental to our mental health? Well, we've probably all heard of dopamine in some respect and, and probably incorrectly. I mean, I know that I thought of it as sort of the pleasure hormone or something like that. That's sort of the way it's put about. It isn't actually correct. Um, what the science tells us is that this neurotransmitter uh, drives our motivation core. So it motivates us. It motivates us towards things which we find rewarding and away from things which are potentially dangerous. So it's our get going uh, driver. And when it's working fine, it's fantastic for that. It gets us out of bed in the morning. It makes us chase rewarding things like breakfast. Um, it makes us have sex with people so that we have children. Um, it makes us socialize with people so that we have a chance to have sex with people and have children. Uh, and in, in general, it drives us forward. Um, it also drives us away from potentially dangerous things. The problem comes with dopamine when we artificially stimulate it. When we use um, substances uh, like alcohol or nicotine uh, or even caffeine or sugar or cocaine or any of those artificial stimulants, then we give ourselves too much of a dopamine hit. Uh, Equally, when we expose ourselves to chronically stressful situations. Um, So, for example, the last 18 months of COVID have provided us with a chronically stressful and uncertain situation. That does the same thing as those artificial stimulants. And then one of the big sources of artificial stimulation that are in society today uh, are pieces of software that are explicitly written to stimulate dopamine. Their entire purpose is to do that. In fact, the coders who write this stuff, and I'm talking about things like social media, dating apps, gaming apps, gambling apps, all of those sorts of things, the, the, the programmers who write this are called dopamine hackers. And the reason for that is because their one job is to make sure we get lots of hits of dopamine. The reason they want to do that is because we know that when we get too much stimulation of dopamine, we become addicted. Our brain enters a state 
where it's temporarily, well, semi-permanently rewired for addiction. Yeah, that's pretty scary when you put it like that, isn't it? That basically there's people out there hacking our dopamine and, in, and well, forcing us in some ways to become addicted. So you talked a bit about addiction. So why, what else are the other health consequences of this continual rush of dopamine many of us, probably many people, most people listening to this podcast would be experiencing? So um, the biggest consequence for it, aside from the side effects of the addiction itself, so one of the biggest side effects of addiction is wasting time. Um, (laughs) It it, it destroys time. Whether it's to a drug or to a piece of software, it destroys time. Um, So drugs can also have other side effects. But uh, So that in itself is a problem. But the real problem is that that temporary rewiring of our brain is a state that makes us much more prone to mental illness. So it puts us into a state where anxiety becomes really, really easy to induce, where depression becomes easy to induce. And that starts a cascade towards things like psychosis, uh, schizophrenia, self-harm, and even suicide. So that's the real danger from this, is that once our brain is rewired to that addicted state, we are much more prone to anxiety, depression, and other mental illnesses. Even worse, if we're put in that state by constant uncertainty and stress, we are much more easily addicted as well because it's the same rewiring. Yes, and I think that all feeds into when you're tired, you're more likely to sit there and scroll social media for three hours and there goes your time. And so what, I mean, you've got some great things in your book, but what are some ways we can, I suppose, make ourselves aware that we might be, you know, going down this route and also stop the stress-related you know, it, it brings a lot of stress as well because then suddenly you've got no time and, and these are for people who aren't, don't have the diagnosed mental health disorders like anxiety. But, you know, for the, the people, who, for the rest of us who probably by your definition would be addicted to social media and coffee and... Look, I think there'd be very few of us who, who aren't to some level addicted. And to many of us, whilst we're not lying in a gutter in the street, you know, um, having... You know, an addiction to go co- cocaine or alcohol or something. Uh, for many of us, um, it's it's a small sport of addiction. So we, because of the software on our phones, um, explicitly written to achieve the same result, we can get hundreds of addictive hits of dopamine before breakfast, uh, before we even get out of bed, just by turning on our phone. And all of this works the same way. Our brain doesn't care where the dopamine hit comes from. Doesn't care. Rewires the brain for that environment. And then that makes us much more susceptible to mental illness. So what do we do about it? The the first thing is admit you have a problem. (laughs) Um, The first symptom of addiction is denial. Um, Most people will say, I could quit any time. Well, the way to to prove you don't have an addiction is to quit any time. So I wouldn't have trouble uh, quitting eating broccoli. Uh, that would be perfectly fine for me. I wouldn't look back one <laughs> second. Uh, oh, I love broccoli. So, that's right. <laughs> and it, no matter how much I liked it, I still wouldn't have a problem quitting. Uh, and and I know that if there was suddenly an interruption to the world broccoli supply, I would be fine. Um, th- if you can say the same thing about Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or a dating app, or internet porn, or gaming, or gambling, if you can say exactly the same thing about that, I could delete this today and I wouldn't care, um, and do it and not care, then you're right. You're not addicted. But that's not true for most people. So the first thing to do is stop. Identify things that you may be addicted to, stop doing it, and see what happens. Uh, And if you find that you have cravings for that or something else, then you were addicted. 
So you need to stop it entirely. The next thing to do is get together with groups of people who are also stopping addiction. It doesn't mean to, it, ha, it doesn't have to be the same addiction. Anything where someone's getting a dopamine hit. So your friend might be stopping Twitter. You might be stopping Facebook. You, 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 your other friend might be stopping drinking. Um, it doesn't matter. As long as you get to see each other regularly, and science is about once a week, uh, and talk about the fact that you're quitting and help each other stay off whatever it is, then you are much more likely to succeed. Yeah, easy tips and and good. I think everyone listening to this probably can take a leaf out of that, especially when it comes to social media. David, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Hey, I hope you got something out of this chat with David Gillespie. His new book is called Brain Reset. Now, we have more from David. That's right. We've just launched a big sister podcast called Extra Healthy-ish, a new podcast from Body and Soul that gives you that little bit extra in your day, extra interviews, extra insights, and extra healthy advice for your mind, body, and soul. We publish a new episode every morning, Monday to Thursday. Jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au, or on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Thanks again for listening. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could jump on and rate to review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.